0: questions for you sure and i knew there were going to be ones that i want you to be ill prepared for because that's just how i want to do things because you're so good on your feet <laughs> fight <laughs> that's more mortal combat was it well the fight part Really? I thought there was maybe not. I don't. I have not played. I don't want to give it away just yet. Got to make the people wait for it a little bit. Um, but let's just let's just get started. How are you? Long time no see. I know. How long has it been? Not even twelve hours yet. Definitely not. It's been like well, ten. Ten hours. Yeah. Yeah. We got back from our little trip. You know what? I don't actually know when this is gonna drop this might be a filler who the hell knows but we're well, that's fine either way whenever you're listening to this we recorded this right when we got back from a trip so yeah who knows when you're listening to this we went on a little gambling expedition and yeah. uh it was fun it was good it was the first time actually you and i had seen each other in over a year because of covid and mm. and uh since 2019 i think and yeah got to see the uh got to see the the, the baby mm-hmm I just see your lovely, lovely wife, which we really do enjoy. And, and we always come away walking away be like, isn't she just great? <laughs> like, <laughs> we just drive home and we just randomly just isn't she great? <laughs> oh, it was great to meet Cece, too. Yeah, she was excited. She she I don't know what her deal is. Sometimes she just gets a little too shy around. It's it, dude, it's natural, dude. I I cannot think of one adult I met that were friends of my parents where I'm like, oh, I'm excited to meet these people let <laughs> me just strike up a conversation with them like <laughs> that's very teeny like even to this day yeah yeah um well it looks like we got the we got the old roommates together tonight's just going to be Brian and myself i know i say this every week pretty much every week and it's just something i'm going to keep saying is we're we're going to do a movie that is very near and dear to our hearts <laughs> but this one is particularly special because we're doing our first jean-claude van damme movie on this is it podcast. really yes no time cop no time cop we have not touched a single jean-claude van damme movie Bloodsport i mean it's coming do you know the story of Bloodsport yes and no okay what do you know i know that frank dukes is a lying sack of shit yeah okay good that's okay. that's basically it <laughs> but i don't care no i know I'm no on, of, I'm course, like, of course of course of course of <laughs> course yeah yeah that one's coming down the way so you're probably thinking okay Obviously, we're not doing Bloodsport. No. Mm-mm. Kickboxer. No. Mm-mm. You wish we were doing that one. We're doing 1994 Street Fighter. But I know, again, once again, Ryan, it's not 1996. show. We're doing more movies from our childhood. This might not even be in season two. Who knows? Yeah, we it might, might we, we might slip it in when 1990, 1994 is the anniversary. Who knows? Yeah. You might We're be probably this- not. We're probably going to miss a recording and have to slip this in. So <laughs> Exactly. We're going to get busier here. So yeah. just, you know, but you know what? Who the hell knows with this Delta variant? <laughs> yeah, I know. We might we might be. Yeah, we might be doing like three a day. Yeah, we might be having two two releases a week. I know we talked about when we did the Father of the Bride podcast, just you and I. We mm-hmm. how we, we never actually we bonded over that movie. We never watched that movie together. Mm-hmm. This is a movie I vividly remember watching together. Oh, yeah. You and I many a times. Many just and I think, randomly. and Beak was always like, what the hell are y'all watching? <laughs> like, why are y'all watching this garbage? Yeah. We were like, Shut hey, up. yeah, like you can go home. <laughs> Film premiered in the United States on December the 23rd, 1994, bringing in, bum, 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 $100 million on a you $35 million are budget. Lying. $100 million worldwide. In my mind, when you were about to say the number, I'm like, I'm not going to be dis- disappointed by the low number that he's about to say. And then you said $100 million. $100 million. That's like 1% of what Bison Made wanted. more money than Angels in the Outfield. Twice as much money as Ugh. Angels in the Outfield. Disgusting. $35 million budget, $8 million of which went to our star, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Found that out in some research. How much did Raul Julia make? I wonder. You know what? I, I, I wish he gotten more. Put it yeah, that way absolutely i wish absolutely. he had gotten more absolutely the man deserved it for a number of different reasons sure i'm gonna do we'll this early rest in peace yes okay. i already knew <laughs> that one guys i knew that one i sad. went in knowing that one sad yeah still love- sad absolutely still sad but i went in knowing great career for the man mm. yeah i always ask a question mm-hmm. we're gonna have two questions okay tonight is this the best video game movie ever let me, uh, let me let me let me give you some options. <laughs> I love to I well, love to I, cut you I, off. I, I, I can answer that. Like it 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 can't be right because why? Why can't it be? There's a million Resident Tell Evils. me why. Oh come on. I mean like they all suck for the exception of the first one. Well, the first one spawned a series. Why does the first one? Why is that one superior than the rest? Well, I'm just saying why? the first one spawned a series. Michelle Rodriguez. That's right. She was in it. I remember that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was right yeah. after Fast and the Furious, too, right? But I think she pulls a Fast and the Furious and like comes back in one of them or some shit. Oh, okay, I don't know. I don't know. Antonio, can answer that question for us. Let me give you some options. Judge Dredd, <laughs> <laughs> nineteen ninety-five. Judge Checkmate. <laughs> Let me. Uh, the Super most Mario obvious. Brothers. John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> All horrendous movies. People. Have you actually gone back and seen Super Mario Brothers? It's terrible. It is. We saw that in the movie theater. I'll say this. It's but it's so bad that it might be like the room bad (laughs) where like there's a following because it's so bad. It's really bad. I don't know what Dennis Hopper's doing in this movie. Dennis Hopper went on this run where I think they told him, here's here's the movie we're going to do like in Waterworld Mm -hmm. and in Super Mario Brothers. He's just on a different fucking level, even speed. But speed, I think, bro, I think speed, the, the material caught up to where he was okay. going with this. Okay, 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 okay. You know what? Let's go, let's go best 90s video game movie. Mm. Mortal Kombat. Mm. Super Mario Brothers, Wing Commander. Oh. <gasps> that has a very Ooh. very soft place in my heart. Little Freddie Prince Jr. Because we played Wing Commander, the second one, not the original one. Yeah. On PlayStation. Ooh, okay. And Mark Hamill voiced, so it was basically he played Freddie Prince Junior's character, but mm-hmm. in the future. So he's an old dude. What was his name? Not Mani- maniac was um, oh, the maniac was uh, the scoo Shaggy was Shaggy <laughs> was Shaggy was. Oh my god! No, and I'm telling you, I don't know my how boy. anyone knows any of that stuff. We like my friend randomly got that game for free from one of his uncles. Really? And then Wing Command, and we're like, they're making a movie out of this. This is gonna be awesome. Wing Commander was the shit. I remember watching the cartoon. I remember USA cartoon? used to have yeah. W- USA had what? a Wing Commander com- uh, commercial. Wing Commander cartoon and a Mortal Kombat cartoon. There's like one season. I remember Mortal each. Kombat. I don't remember Wing Commander. It was awesome. That's. Mm. I played the video game. I was never very oh, good you at did? it. Yeah, I played on Super Nintendo. I remember. Oh, so you played the original? Yeah, my cousin had it on Super Nintendo. Okay. Okay. It has to be up there. I'm sorry. Oh, I got one other one. Double mm. Dragon. That one, oh man. I'm talking I, movies, the movies no, in the game. I, I know. know the game-wise. I know. I think it's the best video game movie of the 90s. As, that's really, t- I mean, like, and the pr- the problem with that question is this. None of these movies are that great. <laughs> it's They're not. Which, it's which one hit you as a child. If you've played video games in the 90s, mm-hmm. you played Street Fighter, you played, or Street Fighter 2, rather, you played Mortal Kombat. Both fun, sure. Mortal Kombat way more gory, way more violent sure. so it attracted more but Street Fighter to me seemed like it was the m- actually you know what Mortal Kombat may have been the more accessible game because that was like the arcade game like you went to pizza and played that. I know I did. Well Street Fighter was too, but I don't remember playing it at an arcade because it came out well okay so Mortal Kombat came out well after Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. If we were a little bit older, We would have remembered playing Street Fighter in the arcade. But when Super Nintendo came out, that was one of the first games on Super Nintendo. So that's why. And I think at that age, to play Street Fighter in an arcade, we were a little too young. Okay. Like, I think we were, uh, like, I never played games against other people in an arcade. Dude, I was that kid that went up there and put my quarter. Really? And I was like, I got this. Oh, man. I'm next. The the attitude you have at Pickup Basketball is the attitude I had. In an arcade. That's funny.
1: (laughs) I was like, I don't care. Exactly. I was like,
0: I got this. They're like, who's this Asian dumpy kid? I'm like, man, I'm about to light you up, boy. (laughs) It was actually playing Mortal Kombat, is how I discovered the internet. Let me tell you. Really? Yeah. So playing Mortal Kombat 2, I was playing these kids. They were much older than me. I was probably fifth, sixth grade. These kids were in high school at our Mm -hmm. local Pizza Hut. Mm -hmm. And this kid knew every single move and fatality, just whooped the shit out of me. And I said, how do you know this? And he yeah. had these papers with him. Uh, yeah, I was no like, doubt. what is that? And he was like, I got it off the internet. And I was like, what's the internet? Yeah. Kids. So we, I went home and I yeah. was like, Hey, that, that AOL disc, I need to put in my computer. Cause I need to get the finishing moves from. That's <laughs> so funny. That's so fun. But Street Fighter was a game that I played like with everybody, like oh, friends, yeah. my dad, everybody. Oh, yeah. like, they, you know, that I was remember it. vividly the first time I beat M. Bison on hard. Ooh. Like, I was so proud of myself. Anyone who opposes me will be destroyed. Yeah. That's how I used to read the little subtitles. Who was your character? Sure. Who was your guy? My, I was Guile. Really? I was Ryu. As I've gotten older. Because I'm not, I, I don't know, my fingers don't work as well, but I can't play Guile anymore. I can't play a charge character, so I have to play Ryu. I can't do that down to up. Yeah, quarter down to up, low kick or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. All right, second question. Is this a top five Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? Before you answer that, let me give you yeah. some options. All right, I'm going to pick my favorites. and I'll give you okay, five go. of my favorites and see if it fits in there. Bloodsport. Definitely. Kickboxer. Definitely. Lionheart. I don't know that I've ever seen that. Double Impact. Okay. Universal Soldier. Time Cop. Street Fighter. Sudden Death. The Quest. Oh, Let me give you a a more recent one. No, it's probably not going to get any better. I'll say... (laughs) (laughs) I'll say this. For being such... Okay, so I'll say this. I feel like as a kid, Jean-Claude Van Damme almost had like an Arnold Schwarzenegger-esque mythos about him absolutely and reading those movies my question is why <laughs> like he had some good movies but i would have to agree to you that street fighter is in the top five which is not a testament to his career at all i think it's his third best movie yeah third best and i'm gonna go uh, i actually preferred this movie over kickboxer oh really yeah I'll i was go gonna go blood sport kickboxer i'll go blood sport double impact I a double impact holds a special place in my heart it's the one where he plays twins. I mean, mm-hmm. what's better mm-hmm. than than one Van Dam, Van Damme? Two Van Dams? Yes. <laughs> I think that was like the It's like It's like a Jack and the One. Yes. And to answer your question, I guess it's because as, as kids, like our generation, young boys, we loved martial arts yes. movies. I'll tell you the, who I love that really is not good. Who? Michael Dudikoff. You mean Michael Dudikoff? dudakoff there you go i don't even know his name american ninja dude me we and my doing dad that yeah me and my <laughs> dad used to watch that all the time when he does like you know how often i used to practice the symbols that he did with his fingers are you serious like sigh <laughs> like i don't even remember what they were like freaking like, like- <laughs> yeah it's like i'm gonna be american ninja even though i'm asian so I like I don't know I don't know why he wasn't a bigger deal. Yeah, I b- but he w- he was that was the thing is I don't know like I guess my my framing of the question is why was he such a big deal? Because when you talk about action heroes of that generation, you're talking Arnold Schwarzenegger, you're talking Chuck Norris, right? Yeah, more eighties. But, but so like you have like your mainstream A and then your mainstream B, and I mm-hmm. I, I mean mainstream A, I'm thinking Stallone, Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Underneath yeah. that, you had. Seagal Norris and Van Damme but Van Damme was teetering on that a-list deal I mean Van Damme makes an appearance in last action hero as like a uh, yeah Stallone did the same thing like I mean he was on that that's what I'm saying well I heard he's a nightmare to work with oh he's an absolute nightmare this so like the 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 production this movie he was a nightmare he was doing ten thousand dollars worth of coke a week jesus I mean, enough to kill a fucking small horse, to yeah. quote the great Robin Williams. He had an affair with Kylie Minogue on this movie. Minogue on this movie, the chemistry was palpable. <laughs> like to, Kylie Minogue was like, "I love you, Colonel Guile." Like <laughs> to quote our uh, cast members, "Who Who Among Us?" Yeah, well, <laughs> there we, you go. You know, <laughs> yeah, but he was an absolute nightmare. Some days he wanted to work. Some days he didn't. Wow. You know, I think the only one that he had superior respect for on this movie was probably Raul Julia. Well, and to the be way, fair, yeah. Yeah, and the way they had to film this movie because Raul Julia was having major health problems. He was mm-hmm. just coming off of uh, stomach surgery, or yeah. you know, he had stomach cancer that he tried to remove it. I think he mm-hmm. was very, very weak, lost a lot of weight. That's why you can kind of see in some of the shots, Bison looks like his clothes are a little bit too big on him. Yeah, yep, And that's yep. all done because of that. And I think when it came to... Hey, that's going to be the, you know, the call sheet says you and Raul. I think it was more of I got to show up just out of respect. That's awesome. But I mean, at least at least there's that. Right. Right. But for like, everyone I'm, else, it was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's he's like the dude at the restaurant that teach that treats the waitress like crap. Right. But treats everyone else like, you know. Yeah. And I, I think to kind of make up for it, apparently during the filming, Kylie Minogue was was the one that kind of tried to smooth things over. She'd run out clubs, take everybody out. Oh, She was playing the mom to the mean-ass dad, I guess. Why do you love this movie? So, again, huge Street Fighter fan. So excited. So excited. And I'll say this. When I first watched the movie, I was extremely disappointed. As I was with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1. What? uh, Let me explain. Please. As someone that played the video game, and someone that watched the cartoons for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? Right. I had an expectation. Okay. I had an expectation that we were going to have Hadoukens. Hadouken, and we were going to have sonic booms. We were going to have sonic flash boom. kicks. Dawson was going to have long limbs. You got fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember and just, all like, of just that. like just like just like in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I expected Krang. I wanted a Technodrome. Oh. And we just didn't get that. And that. But but again, as I kept watching them, I enjoyed them much more. And I enjoy it now. But the initial reaction was, what the fuck am I watching? Like, where's my shit? They went complete opposites. Yeah. You would think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, kid, the movie's very dark. It's a very borderline dark. more than PG-13. Right. Yeah. It's right there. I would love to see the rated R cut. I'm sure that, there's a cut out there. That was the first movie I heard a cuss word in. When Raphael's like, damn. damn. Yeah. And he says it loud. And I'm like, what the fuck? They can cuss. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Street Fighter, it's a you know, Street Fighter never really tells you what the game is about, other than it's like a it's like the Olympic version of Mortal Kombat in the sense yeah. that it's just like, you know, yeah. a tournament. I mean it's more combat the world, where they're just right. it's a tournament, yeah, and they're just fighting each other. But you would expect because of the blood and like the, the essence of the violence that the movie would be more of that darker tone. Mm-hmm. Uh, And and it's it's not, not. it's light and fun hearted till the last like third. And it's a lot of fun. I'm sorry. You can make fun of the movie all you want. Sure. You can say that's a shit movie and I'll, okay, whatever. I won't agree with you, but you can't come away saying you weren't entertained. Yeah. There's, there's definitely times where you're like, huh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And there's certain things like in all movies you catch now when you actually pay attention as an adult that you didn't catch as a kid there's a lot of funny humor in this that I just missed as a kid. It's just completely over your head. Sure. I think it's very reminiscent of how they do animated movies today, where there's some, there's, you know, it's for the kids, but there's quite a few jokes for the adults. Yeah. Very, very similar in this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like (laughs) one of the ones that, that mentioned is when they go to war or when they start the big battle and it's like, your health benefits. Yeah, are exactly. Your responsibility. Like, we'll talk about it more in one of my serious questions, but it just reminded me of like other movies that I had seen in that manner that are not like action movies at all. I love this movie. I, I remember we went and saw it in the movie theater. I was a huge Van Damme fan. Every yeah. Van Dam movie that came out, I watched. And it was also one of those things. I know we touched on one of our last episodes. Like, you know, you watched that as a kid. It's like, yes. Double Impact, rated R, watched it kickboxer rated r watched it (laughs) how can my parents tell me no that i couldn't watch a van damme movie when street fighter was coming out and i played the game and it was very fun-hearted it was pg-13 it was actually in the in the correct in the correct realm of (laughs) watching right and it's it was van damme's first pg-13 movie oh was it yeah so i mean of course it was okay to watch it was okay to see you could see all his movies yeah you know, the game doesn't really give you a whole lot to work with. You're just assuming yeah. that there's this tournament. And you know that there's a bad guy at the end of it who's M Bison. You gotta get through these uh um, right. bosses, the four bosses at the end. It was it was Vega, it was Sagat. Balrog. Oh, that's right. No. Balrog was a bad guy in this one. So, so was, yeah, that was the other problem I had. I was like, why is DJ a bad guy and why is Balrog a good guy? Whereas in in the in like in felt Street Fighter Two like Turbo, it was the opposite. Yeah, it felt right? opposite, yeah. So you had to go through Balrog, which was like your Mike Tyson-esque, like super punch yeah. out kind of guy. Yeah. And you, you had to go through... You, you fought at the Golden Nugget. Oh, that's right. The yeah. Golden Nugget. Callback. Yeah, that's Future where we callback. Were. That's where we yeah. were this weekend. Not the Vegas one, unfortunately. The one yeah. in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Okay. Hey, it was still fun. Thanks, Tillman. You hooked us up. Yeah, exactly. Food was delicious. Open the buffets. Just kidding. I understand why. I no, like come it. on, man. Open the buffets. Uh, then you had to go through Vega, which... Cool. You know what? Vega doesn't say much in this one, but they casted Vega properly. Yeah. He looked like a pretty boy. Like, yeah. I understand why you wear the... See, you would think he's wearing that face cover because there's something wrong. No, he just doesn't want to mess up that beautiful face. It says that in the game. Oh, does it? Yeah. Like, when he wins or something. Like, you didn't even scratch my pretty face or something like that. Oh, that's right. Damn. I haven't played the game in years. Yeah. Then you had to go through Sagat. Sagat? With the Buddha in the background? Yep. Which you finally in the game, which you see in the movie. Yep. And And then then you fight at the temple. Right. You fight Bison. Yep. They did a pretty good job of let's create a story with all of these characters and let's put them in. We'll we'll mesh it all together and we'll make Guile the main character. Because I feel like in the game it's more about Ken and Ryu. for For sure. And so he's he's like the Liu Kang of the Mortal Kombat series. Like they're the they're the warriors. I think that's a good job that they did for Street Fighter was we're gonna pivot we have a bankable star in Jean-Claude Van Damme that's willing to do this, and he chose to do this movie over being Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. Wow, that makes sense. Because they probably told them he was going to be a leading character, whereas in Mortal Kombat, Liu Kang is the main character. Right, and that's where they screwed up is not probably wanting to pivot, which is stupid because the character of Johnny Cage is meant to be an homage to Jean-Claude Van Damme. And everyone, I think, I I remember even as a kid, when these movies were coming out, eight, nine, ten years old, talking about this kind of stuff, thinking, well, you know, you have to make, if you're going to make a movie of Mortal Kombat, you have to have Jean-Claude Van Damme. And that's probably one of the reasons why that movie failed. I mean, I enjoyed it. I'll watch Mortal Kombat. The second one sucked. The first one was actually pretty fun. Yeah. But, I mean, the graphics are horrible and all that good stuff. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's a video game movie. Sure. That movie suffered from not having a bankable Jean-Claude Van Damme. This movie sure. you had actually like two bankable people. There Raul was nobody. Jui. There's almost nobody famous in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, like the Johnny Tsunami's grandfather. The, <laughs> the The most bankable character might have been Bridget Wilson. Sampras. Yeah, well, yeah. Bridget Wilson. Wilson Sampras. Sampras now? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Right. Like almost by far. Veronica Vaughn. No. Oh, that Veronica Vaughn. We got it on. No, you didn't. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times in our relationship, Dow's been like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> Just pulled a fucking no, Adam Sandler on me. Yeah, no, you didn't. Well, a guy I know. No, 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 they, didn't. Didn't. no they didn't. No, they did. No, they didn't. <laughs> so, in comparison to a movie like a Mortal Kombat, yes, the casting in this one is awesome. You've mm-hmm. got some recognizable. You either have in Street Fighter, you either have bankable star, a bankable star like a Jean Claude Van Damme, who at sure. the time was kind of peak of his powers he you know i would agree um you had raul julia last uh movie that he did raul julia did the movie and this is awesome and if i was if i was an actor i would do this did the movie because his kids are fans of the game how cool is that yes that's the only reason why he did the movie oh my god that's fantastic was because his kids are uh, kids are fans of the game damian Chapa, who plays ken masters Oh, okay. Ken, whitest white boy is played by Miklo from Blood In, Blood Out. That's funny. Damien Chapa went, um, according to this, he was born in Dayton, Ohio, but I know for a fact, he lived in Robstown, Texas, which was like 45 minutes from where I grew up. Oh, okay. So, I remember when he came out in Under Siege, it was like, oh, he's, you know, this this local kid's in a movie, and then Blood In, Blood Out was like a cult classic film. Cool. Um, I'm not sure if we'll ever do that one, but it it's out there. And he plays Kim Masters, but okay. he was another one. His I think his son was a big fan of the game and was like, oh, dad, you got to do it. They offered it to him. He turned it down. And then his dad, I think his kids were like or his kid was like, oh, my God, you you know, you got to do it. It's Street Fighter. I think this. So the same thing happened with Richard Harris, who played the first Dumbledore. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think he. But his grandkids love uh-huh. the series. I think he was he was either already sick or something like that. So he didn't want to do it. But his 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 kids were like, you have to do it. And so he did. And he was, I'm telling you, the first few movies, like he was so good in that role. Absolutely, yeah. Ming-Na Wen, she was in ER. Kylie Minogue is a pop star, sure. Byron Mann, I want to talk a little bit about him because he. You're gonna have to give me. You're gonna have to give me characters. I'm oh, sorry, Byron Mann, who plays Ryu. Okay, CDO manager. That's how I know. I fucking love him. Oh my in god, that He's so. Good. He he's the CDO manager in the movie The Big Short. Yep. Which I could talk about The Big Short for We should do that hours. movie. We will I love at that some movie. point. I love that movie. Wes Studi, who was in Last of the Mohicans, who's also in one of my favorite movies in Heat, he plays one of the cops. Uh, he plays Sagat. I mean, there's some okay. you recognize people that are in different movies. Sure. Uh, which make it fun. Whereas, like, if you look at something like a uh, Mortal Kombat. You don't really recognize the cast. Uh, one of the other movies talked about Raiden. Double- Raiden was the only guy that I really knew. Christopher Lambert, I think. Yeah. The, and I couldn't tell you where I've seen him from. Highlander. Right. Oh, Highlander. That's right. Okay. And Luke Kang was in, oh man, Beverly Hills Ninja. That's but that true. Was way after. That's exactly. So before that, I knew him from this show that they used to film at Universal Studios. It was called like WC. Uh, it wasn't WCW, but something like that. Like, like really, tournament fighters, and it was about people that fought like karate. No, shit. so it was like it was almost like it was like wrestling where it was scripted, but it was showing like martial arts. I think two big casting disappointments in this movie that I wish we had put somewhere in here. Like every movie that I can remember, Jean Claude Van Damme in at this time, you had Chong Li in. We could have fit in Chong Li somewhere. You know who I'm talking about? No. You don't remember Bloodsport? Oh, oh, okay, okay, th- that guy, that guy. Bolo Young? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could we not find a place for him in what this is, movie? Who is he going to be? I don't know. We could have, fa- he's been in every single Van Damme movie. How did we not find a place that's for true. him? That's true. He could He could have been the guy that was doing the interrogation. Yes. That was was E-Honda. Was- e right. It could have yeah. just been like a little wink, you know what I mean? Sure. Okay, that's fair. Very mad. We, wh- where was Tong Po? Yeah. Why do we not have Tongpo in there? Okay. Fair. They did they did that, they did Kickboxer together, they did Lionheart together. Just saying. I'm just this is for nerd people who like watch Van Dam movies and know. Sure. Like I I mean, Van Damme was a big part of my childhood. I yeah. tried doing the splits in my bedroom as a child. I tried it. Did you come No. Did you re- of course not? No. I, I probably tore my whatever. I could talk about Jean Claude Van Damme for hours and it's sure. probably too much on this podcast, but I could for forever. Is there anyone you like to have seen replaced or like to have seen in that spot or a spot? Like play I'll, a different character. I'll say character? this. It was a little, it was a little disorienting because he's obviously not American. Mm-hmm. So that was the only thing. But even then you got over it because of Jean-Claude Van Damme. That son right? of a bitch by, I can't do that? Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. I want to do a Van Damme impression. Exactly. I can do it. It was like, yeah. But other than that, like, I mean, I thought all the characters were fine. They weren't going to cast anyone super big in any of those roles. Like you couldn't have Jackie Chan be Ryu. No. That's probably too much for Jean-Claude Van Damme to handle. But Having Guile and Bison be your two main actors, I think was appropriate. I think looking back at it now, if we could redo it with Mm -hmm. all respect to the man of Raul Julia, Mm -hmm. who I think absolutely... Fucking goes for it. I think Nicolas Cage saw this performance and was like, I need to do that in every single role. (laughs) See, Raul Julia is hamming it up and he's chewing up scenery and he's having fun with it because he knows this is a video game movie, man. I can go out and do this and it's fine. It's fun. And you know what? This movie, hated by the critics, the lovers of the game hated this movie. Sure, failed on two different facets. But the one thing that all the critics said... They praised Raul Julia's. It was great. I and mean, I think Nicolas Cage looks at this and is like, yes, I need Raul Julia's big dick energy in all of my low budget films. I'm just going to go for it. Dude, when when he's with Chung li in that room and he's just completely ignoring what she saying, that, that's one it's of my just favorite like, scenes. oh, my God, I think it would have been awesome. It would have been like a B movie heat to mm-hmm. see Steven Seagal in that role. As bison. <laughs> that Seagull against Van Dam. That would be so funny. That would have been fucking awesome. Yeah. I would That'd... pay to see that even now. Yeah. There's a really good movie that I, I just recently saw. I thought it had just come out, but apparently it's been out for since 08. It's called JCVD. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Oh yeah. Have you have you ever seen it? I've I've seen the thumbnail and I've watched the trailer. It's hard because majority of it's dubbed because it's in it's in Belgian. Oh, okay. But Van Damme, he's awesome in it. Yeah, yeah. He plays himself. Long story short, there's a bank robbery. He's involved, and they're like, Well, here's Jean-Claude Van Damme. He's like, I'm a fucking actor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna save the day, kind That's of thing. So funny. But it's 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 really good. Check that out. But yeah, I would have loved to have seen it. as much as I love Raul Julia, I think it would have been I think it would have given the movie, it would have taken it to a different level had you had like a Steven Seagal as the bad guy versus okay. the pre good guy. Even I'll say though, this, well, I'll say this, like, Raul Julia doesn't necessarily have the frame. No, he doesn't. As yeah. an M. Bison, like, M. Bison is thick. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's thick. Unfortunately, no Oscar noms for this, surprisingly. Mm. Dude, the editing in this movie sucked. It was so bad. I think it's like a minute 23. I'm sorry, not a minute 23, uh, hour and 23 minutes. There's an actual cutaway scene to nothing, to like the ground, and then it cuts back up. I've never (laughs) seen that. Come on. Yeah. What do you remember thinking the first time you saw this movie? Following the story was a little difficult because I was just looking for other things. You wanted to see the moves. Yeah, exactly. But I'll tell you what. As much as we may bag on Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, when he pulls it together before the fight, that gets you right back in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Son of a bitch, Bison. So hard. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember thinking, I'm going to do an impression of a movie I want to do so badly with you called Heavyweights. Yes. Where my big bad boy Josh we 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 would... crush that movie heavyweights is gonna be a two-hour podcast just letting people out there know it'll be two hours oh we're just gonna say the whole movie and then we're gonna analyze it absolutely we'll go scene by scene i don't give a shit yeah when i heard that they do movies about video games my response was oh my god (laughs) i have got to see this yeah the little movie theater that is in my hometown had one screen and they had a new movie every thursday that thursday we were there nice And let me tell you, aside from the Selena movie, Mm -hmm. I can't remember another time that that theater was packed. Really? Everyone wanted to see Street Fighter. Anybody that's a kid. I mean, like, it was like, I don't know about impossible, but it was it felt impossible to be to grow up when we grew up. When SNES came out, everybody had Super Mario World because it came with the system. Right. And everybody had Street Fighter. Yeah. no, No matter whose house you went to, those were the two games you had. Who are you in this movie? How are we not? Just Ryu and Ken. Right. Just two ragtag guys trying to make something of ourselves in this world. Yep. Learning things. (laughs) I ultimately would be like, you know what? I want to go for the money. Yeah. But then I'd be like, got to help my boy out. Yeah. Hang a Yui, my man. I know. Oh, my God. You're like, he cares. (laughs) Why don't we get into the movie? Okay. If you haven't seen the movie, watch it. You want some spoilers? We'll give it to you. It's not. Let me tell you plot is not big in this one. Either. No, 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 Just don't, have don't, some yeah. fun with us. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. So freedom is under siege. Oof. The only thing standing between total world domination and the sweet smell of liberty is the muscles from Brussels and a ragtag group of reporters, con artists and military experts. They infiltrate Bison's lair and take down the nefarious group only to have the evil leader revived in the end, but sadly not a sequel. That's basically the whole movie. That is the movie. Like there's some stuff that happens in between, but it's not really that important. (laughs) Short, sweet. I love it. To quote Amanda, it's just a good time. Yeah. It's an hour and a half of your life that you can have some fun with. Sure, absolutely. It's a fun ride. So as we do in every single episode, we always hit the beginning, the middle, the end. Some of our favorite slash important scenes to the movie. Uh, why don't you go ahead and kick us off at the beginning of the movie? Like, what's your favorite? Yeah, I enjoyed part? the opening scene. So, like the hostages, and that's okay. So rewatching this, this is when I realized like this movie's goofy. Stand clear. Yeah, exactly. Stand and like clear. And like there's a pit, and he's like throwing them in like 300 style. <laughs> like, <laughs> like how many broken legs and ankles do we have? Exactly. Now? Like it's, but it's not like he throws one dude. It's like. Next, like, right, you go in the pit, and then next, and then you go in the pit, and I'm just like, what is going on? And then, like, Jean Claude Van Damme is on TV, he's talking to Bison, and then he's like, you think that he's just running his mouth, but then he's like, trace the call, but then he says it in the mic where Bison can hear it, like, <laughs> like <laughs> and then he calls out his buddy. He's like Charlie. I'm coming for you. And Bison's like, who's Charlie here? Carlos. Ah, that's Charlie. And I'm like, what is going on right here? Maybe it's different in Brazil because he's Brazilian. Yeah. But in the Mexican American culture, sure. As far as I know, if your name is Carlos, your name is Carlos. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody's Charlie. Yeah, nobody's (laughs) making the leap to Charlie. Funny with that been like, wait, was that the two? Was that one of the two I just killed? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Snap of the neck. Exactly. Uh, my favorite is the introduction to Ken and Ryu. Yeah. I was so excited to see what they were going to look like and see. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was a little disappointed. I remember thinking, he's not as blonde as he exactly. is. Exactly. It should be bleached yellow. I want to see Damien Chapa with some bleached ass mid-90s hair that we that kids had. At least frosted had. tips. Right. Fuck off. Yeah. I see that joke. <laughs> yeah. But when they're trying to do the little snake arms deal mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, We found them at the pier and they pop open. I'm like, yeah, those are toy guns. Yeah, (laughs) those are they pop out like I was like, what gun do you know fires out that looks like it could fit a tennis ball? Yeah, exactly. Look Like paintball guns. Again, this is where I'm like, this movie's goofy but it's goofy in a good way because of course course. you would never have thought and the reason i put it as important is because that's where you know the movie is going to be different than what you anticipated because exactly in the game i would never would have thought that ken and ryu for one i know they were trained by the same same dojo or whatever same master but i wouldn't have seen them as i could see them as arms dealers i couldn't see them as con artists yeah crappy arms dealers. yeah um middle of the movie Yeah, I picked the end of it, which was which was Guile's speech, which you've never heard Guile's speech. Like listen to it before a big meeting, before you're you're trying a law case, like somewhere where you just need like inspiration and you'll find it. There are two speeches that if I ever do need some motivation, I go to and I'll listen to back on YouTube. First one, any given Sunday, Al Pacino's speech. Yep. Game of Inches. Sure. I'll run through a wall. That's real. Life is a game of inches. The second one, and probably the one I've heard the most, is this speech. Yeah. That Guile gives. Yeah. I think they wrote this, and then they wrote the movie around this particular oh, speech. Oh, one million percent. <laughs> and I feel like this is the only part of Guile's dialogue that is written for him. Right. I feel like everything else are like, hey, John, can you just like, what would you say right here? <laughs> and he says it. Half dead yeah all <laughs> did. He's oh old, that's good man, man. All right. that's good i need you to say these words though yeah and the other reason why i love that speech is how many times you and i said the last line of that oh, speech for sure for sober sure. drunk dude whatever when you were when you were when you were stumbling like at northgate and you just needed that little breath of wind you're like are you gonna go home are you gonna come with me? <laughs> like, <sighs> yeah, I'm coming with you. I was ready. Mine in the middle is the scene between Bison and Chun li Where she's wearing, she's got the little she's got the little space buns. Sure. She's wearing her cute little red deal where you're like, okay, yeah. I know where this is going, General. I, I see what you're doing here. You know, what what's what's your deal? What's your beef with bison? She yeah. goes through it, she says that her father was the village magistrate, had him mm-hmm. killed. Protected her her village. Saved everybody. She's given this MTV Teen Choice Award speech. And my man, Raul Julia, just goes, for you, it was the most important day of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. And that's that big dick energy we <laughs> were <you're> talking about. <laughs> and it's so corny and it's so bad. So they, you know, they start getting into a fight. She's about to kick his ass. Honda, Balrog, and Ken and Ryu come in. And he gets behind this protective glass, and they get gassed, and then they do like the fireplace, ha! Like it's so cartoonish and yeah. so corny, but it's so it's so much fun because when you're a kid, you're like, yes, Ooh, yes. It yeah, a you're skull like, flame yeah, that's it. so cool, exactly. End of the movie. Okay, so the end of the movie I actually loved for a number of reasons. Obviously, it's the fight, right, which is exciting. But this is where they had all the moves. And you might have, like, you might have missed it if you weren't paying attention, but, like, the ones I caught on this rewatch was, so E. Honda does his neck crack, which was his, if you won, he did, like, he did, like, a little pose, and then he'd do, like, a neck turn thing. M. Bison obviously does the skull crusher, where he does the levitation thing, and he comes at you. Guile does two flash kicks. Balrog does his charge punch, where he, like, pulls back and then charges forward. There There was a pitiful Hadouken. Pitiful Ryu does this little, like he does the, the hand motion, but like you're like I don't see it. Did he just massage him? Yeah. Right. Vega does the roll claw where he rolls and then extends his arm. That's a move in there. Cool. Um, Ken did a dragon punch, kind of, and I think Ryu does a hurricane kick and then Ihanda does his hundred hand slap. Yes. And I was like, alright, this is awesome. We're back. Fun fact on that. So Steven D'Souza, who, did, who was the director, not the best director, apparently, wasn't easiest to work with had a lot of problems he kept wanting to push back push back can i push back the movie i need to do they filmed majority of the film in thailand they had some issues there were some government issues there was like an attempted coup i think that happened during the time they were there whoa bad weather and when i think they submitted their first cut to capcom because capcom who oh they had final call i mean they were financing majority of the movie so i i'm assuming they had final call capcom when they saw the first cut of the film they were like where the fuck are the moves Yeah. So they had to reshoot some of it in Vancouver, and they added in moves, which I think was a really, really smart. I I don't want to watch a movie that's based on a video game that you don't do any of the moves. Imagine if Mortal Kombat did not have Get Over Here. Like you got to have it. It's the most iconic move in the game. My favorite scene at the end. It's right when the fight between Guile and Bison kick off. Yeah. Uh, First off, he does like he's gonna take on the entire army when he has this knife oh that and was like so he's looking that- at it he's like uh-huh. you know and then he's probably hiding and <laughs> he yeah. appears he does his first like uppercut and like flexes a sep. and there you yeah. have like the most baby oiled bicep you've ever seen with an american flag Huge on the american muscles flag. from Bustle brussels yeah exactly you're like, what yeah this, this is so bad it's awesome yeah exactly my favorite section we get into Fire away, fire away. Okay, so this section was particularly difficult for this week's movie. And this is where we actually kind of have a little fun with the movie. Tear apart some stuff. So we've already talked about a few of these, like Jean-Claude Van Damme playing an all-American hero and (laughs) Carlos Charlie thing. But the other thing that we kind of brushed on was like, Guile's not a good commander. I have a theory about that. Let's just pretend that in this universe... The A-N is like the junior U-N. Okay. Because if you notice when... Uh, I caught it on this rewatch yesterday or today. When Guile's descending into the temple, mm-hmm. he goes, four years of ROTC for this. Exactly, I'm like, are you a real, like, <laughs> colonel? Is the A-N part of, like, the ROTC? But you guys... Who's a colonel talking about ROTC training? Right. It's like the National Guard version for the yeah. UN. What are we doing here? I'm telling you. I was like, and again, the, the two that I had in there were like, say he's tracing the call on the microphone that Bison's listening to, and then being like, Charlie, hold on. And like, he basically gives this guy up his, like, Charlie would have been fine. Yeah. He would have not become Blanca. We're coming. Yeah. We're coming. And then my other hot take on this movie was I felt, This felt very much to me like a naked gun movie. When you preface this, Mm -hmm. I at first was like, what are you talking about? But I'm intrigued. Please continue. Okay, so there's so many little bits that remind me of things that I would see in a naked gun movie. So like the one that you just mentioned with the little knife, like that's very much a naked gun like like Leslie Drebin would. Pull out his little gun, and all the bad guys would stick up their hands. But literally, the entire LAPD's behind him or whatever. It, like that's such a naked gun bit on the PA system. So we talked about the one about the insurance thing, but there's one where where they're in they're in the the base, the Guile's base, and at the beginning scene, they're just like, "Good morning, Chatelou." <laughs> like, like, very good morning, Vietnam. Exactly. Like there was another joke where it was like. Over the PA system at Guile's camp where they're like, what do you do if a Shadowloo warrior throws a grenade at you? Pull the pin and throw it back. I'm like, (laughs) that's a joke that I heard in second, like a second grade joke book. The E-Honda Zangief, when they see them fighting over the monitors and they're destroying the model of Bison World or whatever. And it's like Godzilla. (laughs) I was offended. Yeah. Were you? That's offensive. Why? Because they have the two non-English speaking Asian actors uh, cancelled. And there's even one point where where um bison's like, let's make the food court bigger in Bison land. And I'm just like, what what, what am I watching? But yeah, to me this felt like the first two thirds of the movie very much felt like a, a a a naked gun movie where it's just little like quips and things that you kind of have to pay attention to, kinda not, but like that was the entertainment value in the first two thirds. It's all very naked gun. Yeah. Now that you say that, like when, when Frank Drebin and um, oh, his wife, like when they're first about to get it on, they, they like change their clothes very much. So, and then I know you put that in, the, in here, how Bison changes like yeah. formal, like nightwear yeah. kind of thing. He like, has like 30 hats right? and he changes into like his dictator hat to his like sexy time hat. And it's the same fucking hat, just a different color. It's just like, what the hell? I like that. What else? you got? Another thing that I wish they would have done differently in this movie is so it was the part where Ken and Ryu bust out of prison, mm-hmm. but Guile approaches them before and basically tells the audience that they're on Guile's side. I felt like it would have been so much more effective to leave that scene out because I feel like you almost wanted to, like if you would have believed that they weren't good or that they weren't working for Guile, that would have made it much more suspenseful, like the part where Guile pops out, like when um, Chung Lee goes into the morgue and then Guile pops up, yeah. you're like, well, of course he's alive. He's part of their right. team. But like to not know that and then to make that and then kind of flash back to that would have been much more effective. I see it, yeah. This, the the way to tell that story would have been much more effective and probably mm-hmm. much, it would have given the, the movie points on, I guess you could say. Exactly. Like from, yeah, to do but that. But they basically gave away the ending at the very beginning. And then the last one I had was, Guile was going to kill Carlos. Like, immediately right <laughs> and Dalsum's like no he's a human being <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, was like I'm gonna help you <laughs> yeah and then he's it's like he's a horse <laughs> that broke his leg on the track and he's about to put him down and make glue out of him like holy crap I turned on the subtitles for that yeah I always assumed that maybe I was like okay maybe Blanca's like I didn't realize what I am kill me no he's saying help me <laughs> yes and Guile's like, oh, I will help you. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm going to get even. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You want to get into some awards real quick? Sure, let's do it. All right, the Toby Maguire Jordana Brewster Award for the worst acting performance. Who you got? I have the military triforce of Guile, Cammy, and T-Hawk. Shut the fuck like, up. You're off this podcast. No, it's it's like, and maybe it's just a combination of, guile and cammy together the sexual attention yeah i don't know but like <laughs> when when the assassin comes well they're like any new business and they're like m bison's this this and this and then like the assassin comes and like guile like kicks him like sweet kicks him and then he falls and he like takes him on. he's like any new business any other new business and you're just like oh my god dude and and kylie Minogue was not good in this movie she was not god bless her heart she, she and i tell you this I didn't know T Hawk was T Hawk until the very end fight scene when they're like, "Hey, T Hawk, why do you have Cherokee tattoo?" <laughs> that's probably one of those add-ins posts where they're like, who the "Because fuck they're like, is who is that guy? Right. How do we know he's T Hawk?" Because Bert- T Hawk is also jacked and it's this scrawny little guy. Should have brought three of them or whatever he said. Yeah, should have brought. Th- yeah, that's true. <laughs> so- I'm just teasing you. Yes, there are some issues there. The one I had until I did some research, I had Captain Sawanda. I was like, this guy's bad. Then I realized he did not speak any English, and they dubbed all of his dialogue, and I was like, okay, I'll give him a minute for the death. And apparently, Captain Sawanda, that actor, whose last name Mm. is Sawanda, oddly enough, was supposed to play Ryu, didn't speak Mm. any English. So the director was like, no. Yeah, sure. But we'll keep you as Captain Sawanda, because he was actually like a character in, I think, Street Fighter Turbo or one of those but once I realized I was like, oh, the guy doesn't speak English and everything was dubbed. Mm, that's fair. I guess I'll give him a break. So I'll agree with your trifecta. Your triforce of good yeah. versus the evil. Alonzo Harris Award for the best scene. So I didn't want to pick the most obvious scene. Because the most obvious scene, I feel like, is absolutely the best scene. But what I really appreciated on this 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 watch. Top 10 scene of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> was bison's monologue about why he's doing what he's doing because i've heard this said many times which is the best villains are the ones that don't think that they're villains he doesn't he doesn't think he's a villain he thinks he is forming a he uses the word peaceful under my loving fist (laughs) like or whatever he says but like that to me portrayed what a great villain should be is not one that's I mean like the Joker was out there for pure anarchy and he was a great villain obviously convincing villains don't think they're villains because you can understand their motivation and then the ability to get people to think that you're a good guy what he did to Zangief oh my god that was so heartbreaking like right he's like wait yeah he's a bad guy yeah I went with the obvious I didn't I don't think I put it down here but the obvious one was that speech where he's like yeah we can all go home uh, read it go find it and read it uh, okay. we need to like the people need to hear this speech in its entirety at least once listen I'm going to tell the people now I'm going to attempt sure. to give it a quarter of the justice you got to give it the Jean Claude like sarcasm because he actually does a really good job of his timing on this speech troopers I have just received new orders our superiors say the war is cancelled and we can all go home Bison is getting paid off for his crimes, and our friends will have died here. will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. Meanwhile, ideas like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up. But we can all go home. Well, I am not going home. <laughs> I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm going to go upriver... And I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. (laughs) Now, who wants to go home? And who wants to go with me? (laughs) And he points to his chest with his thumb. And you're just like, I'm... And the best... Oh, so, okay. So I was getting, like, the Captain Salonga or whatever. He has the best reaction Out of that. Yes, he does. He pumps his fist like Tiger Woods on eighteen and he's like, <laughs> <"Yeah!"> <laughs> that was a two. If you want to see a ten yeah of that speech. Oh my god, yeah. You Again, watch this movie. Like he's not a good actor. But in that one scene, his timing is so good. Like the way he delivered it. So good. God damn, I wish I could re record that. I'm not going to. <laughs> that was great. The AC Law the Fourth Award. I don't know how you want to explain this one, but... Yeah, I don't I, know. I know exactly. Was... It. He was my pick, too. We're, really? We're, we're simpatico on this one. Yeah. Because... Because... <laughs> go ahead. You go. I couldn't I couldn't think of... No, you go ahead. You go ahead. I no, couldn't no, think no, of you, a way to you go, right I <laughs> couldn't either. I know why we picked it, but I can't explain it. <laughs> I can't explain why we chose Ryu, the yeah. actor's name. Hold on. Byron Mann. I, I know why I chose Byron Mann. Why? For the Say AC it. Law Award. Why? Because... There's still hope, I believe, for A.C. Ladafort to do something in this world <laughs> where he skyrockets as he does. And become the fighters. CDO manager in the big Short. That's exactly why I picked <laughs> <laughs> It's it's such a good casting, and he does such a good job. But for the first time, you see this movie, The Big Short, you're taken out because you're like, "Wait a minute, that's Ryu." Is that Ryu? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And you don't listen to what he's saying. No, you're like, "I duke in that motherfucker." (laughs) My favorite line that he says is, "You want to guess how much I'm worth?" Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's like chowing down. Exactly, dude. Sushi. It's yeah. so he, good. And he's no, he's I think at that point he's eating his like oh, ice cream, yeah. his green did, tea ice cream. Yeah, green tea matcha ice cream. <laughs> oh my God. He's like, You want to know how I'm a, you think uh, I'm you think I'm a scumbag, do yeah. He says something this, but 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 this world values me highly. <laughs> he's like, what a nasty. I'm hoping that our college hero, AC Law the Fourth someday just dude he's gonna just, come back and coach somewhere and he's gonna become a cdo manager somewhere I, ac that's we so got funny. you we picked up for the exact same, same. thing i yeah. please uh the mark Wahlberg award for the best acting performance no doubt e- unanimous raul julia Bye raul. Dios, my man yeah um i don't mean this as a joke i i think that he knew what movie he was in Mm-hmm. and he yeah. did it in such a good way where i i think we we mentioned i mentioned earlier like dennis hopper i mentioned nick cage those performances, like not so much dennis hopper but nick cage sometimes just does nick cage things and it becomes the joke mm-hmm. this very easily could have been like a joke mm-hmm. but there's some sincerity raul julia like studied like mussolini he oh, studied great. um a couple of different like dictators in history and was like i want to take a little bit from each one and you can appreciate that as as someone who look because i mean no matter how much fun you want to make fun of this movie people who are listening are thinking oh my god you're gonna fuck street fighter raul juliet goes for it yeah and i can only appreciate that because he does want to bring like a sense of accountability to the movie like sure he makes it a real movie right uh, I want to do an honorable mention though for Miguel Nunez his DJ. He was so much fun. He was so funny. He felt like a guy that wasn't in the movie but was watching the movie. Right. And he just looks at everybody like, "What would this guy say?" Like, hmm? "Like <laughs> DJ, have they deposited the yeah. in my in my Swiss bank account?" Yeah. And he does a little punch and it's like zero. He's like, "Hell no." <laughs> and then as he's leaving. One of those smart little lines you don't catch when you're a kid. He's like, I left Microsoft for this. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I I had some fun with him. Uh, quotes, some special scenes you want to talk about? Sure. I have a couple. So one scene that I thought, and I get why they did it, like looking back. But there's a moment where Gile's in his boat and he's driving. Stealth boat, the, badass, by the way. Stealth boat. And he's driving to Bison's lair and he pops in a tape. And it's him and Charlie on a double date. And I get it because they have to remind you that this is his friend. But it's like it it was reminiscent of when you go to a karaoke bar and you see those scenes on the beach. And you're like, this is ter- like, what am I watching right now? My question, who is <laughs> filming a date? I mean, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Who is filming their date? <laughs> exactly. That's we so brought fun. this fifth person along just to get- Oh. And I love, I love the, the quote that, so this, this, this honestly set up the movie for me at the very beginning. So it's when Guy's talking on TV and he's like, I know you like to look at yourself on television, you sick son of a bitch. So look at this. And he like flicks out, like he does yeah. the underarm in Italian, like, fuck you. Like the up yours. And you're like, Oh what? yeah. And then <laughs> the other one, I had a couple, I have a couple and then, uh, go for it. No, name them all. Go. For yeah, it. yeah. And then, um, when Ryu and Ken are meeting with Sagat and, they're like, didn't you hear there's a curfew, Sagat? And then Sagat's like, in Shadaloo, no one tells me anything. And there's a helicopter literally in the very <laughs> like overhead and it's over a p- here. Yeah. There's a 7 p.m. curfew. Violators will be shot on site. <laughs> like <laughs> But see, that to me felt very naked gun. Because yeah. it's a quick cut. It's it's timing wise exactly. One after the and other. Everything Dial so yeah. says, he's like, I'm the repo man and you're out of business. <laughs> like, like what does that even broke mean? It's- You've made me a very happy man. And next I'll make you a dead one. Yeah, exactly. This is so bad. Have you lost your mind? No, you've lost your balls. Whenever (laughs) the dude brings the orders to like cancel the war. Oh, (laughs) there's a part where, um, E Honda and Balrog jump. Ryu and Ken as they're trying to save the two of them. And they like have them on the ground and they have like stuff in their mouths. And they're like, Ken's like trying to say like, you know, stop, whatever, whatever. And they're like, what do you say? And then e is like, Hail to M. Bison. These guys are fanatics. <laughs> <laughs> this is the collection agency. Your ass is six months overdue, and it's mine. <laughs> and then the last one that I couldn't believe he did, it happened so fast, but um, there's a part where they were talking, like, M. Bison was like, yeah, Ryu and Ken were put into jail to free you to get into your good graces. And then he covers his one eye, and he's like, Didn't you see that? <laughs> like, <laughs> so God's missing an eye. Fun fact: Ad lived by Raul Julia. That's so funny. That's, That's fucking awesome. So funny. I, there's one little like, little scene that I want to talk about that I I remember as a kid. I was so like not scarred by, but I was like, I I want to fast forward. I don't want to watch this scene. Is when Honda's getting tortured. Oh yeah. And then they show his back, and you're sure. like, <gasps> it's lashed. Yeah. How do you keep from crying out? And he goes, You know, I'm sumo, brother. Yeah. My mind can be in one place, and my body can be in another. Give me a hand here. I've only been in prison for two hours. Ask me next month. I was, as a kid, over my head. As an yeah. adult, I was like, huh. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I get it. What would you like to have seen differently happen in this movie? So I think as a kid, I obviously would have picked, like, more story around, like, the actual fighting and the moves. Like, I was actually really disappointed, like, Dalsum didn't have long limbs. Right, yeah. It was so cool. But, th- but, like, looking back now, I appreciate the way they did it a little bit more because Mortal Kombat was just about the fighting. There was, like, there was a story about, like, the, like, if they win their 10th tournament, they take over the universe and whatever, but it was just, like, random fights. This, at least, they tried to, like, make a story. It wasn't the best, but it almost... Like, to me, it almost felt like they took another movie and they're like, let's just fit some Street Fighter character in there. That's basically what they did. Let, let's do yeah. dictator takes over, yeah. ransom, but let's put the Street Fighter characters in there. It'd be interesting to see like another interpretation. But for what it was, I felt like it was fine. I'm glad that there it wasn't just a pure origin story. Because sometimes, mm. as many characters as you had, you couldn't do an mm-hmm. origin on each one exactly. of them. to how they became who they are, that kind of deal. You are rushed into it. And you're told very quickly, like arms dealers, arms dealer. Sure, you know ROTC apparently. You know, but you're <laughs> but you're to- a reporter, producer, well, cameraman. Like you know what I mean. Like it was it was very cool how they threw that all together. But because you have such knowledge of the game, you kind of like okay, that's that character. That's that character. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to have that. Sure. Um, I I will say this too. There was a pretty equal screen time. Like you would have thought this would have been only Jean-Claude Van Damme. Right. But they went into like Ryu and Ken's story pretty in depth. They were a big part of it. And then like the trio of Balrog, Chung li and uh, And E-Honda. Yeah. And even the bad guys, they gave like DJ and Zangief, like they had some pretty good stuff too. Here's my one thing that I wish they would have changed or thrown in there. I wanted for no apparent reason, someone to have to beat the shit out of a car. (laughs) just like in the game or some rolling barrels like have a barrel fall down and have them break it yeah that's so game, it would take you out of it all of a sudden you're trying to get you're trying to destroy a card trying to do this trying to do that like it would have been a funny little callback yeah yeah, um, that would have been the game ratings sure you go first for me for our audience i give this a two how fucking dare you (laughs) like You just pulled an Antonio. I I think this is a movie for everyone. Absolutely not. No. Do I think that you should watch this movie if you've never played Street Fighter? No. But if you have played Street Fighter and you do like a little bit of comedy with your action, come on in. I don't know how you get emotionally invested in this movie without playing the game. Agreed. Yeah. I really thought you were going to go with a three. No. And I was going to surprise my ratings are real. I was going to surprise you and be like, I'm actually giving it a two. Oh, okay. Because of your reason, same thing. This movie is not for everybody. No. If you're a mid thirties year old male right now, this yeah. movie is for you. Sure. <laughs> and I, I, I would even say, I would even <laughs> say this, even if, even if you're a kid that have played the new street fighters. Okay. I would even say, watch this movie because you are fam- like Cammy still in it. t still in it. Like DJ still in it. Like, obviously e honda like all the original characters are still in it like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so street fighter 5 they're all in it street fighter 4 they're all in it so at least you're familiar with the characters right but if you are not into street fighter at all and have never played the game or you know don't really remember anything about it i i don't know that i would recommend this movie i'm not gonna make a recommendation because it's just one of a kind but if you've seen the new mortal Kombat movie this movie is much better than the new mortal Kombat movie Oh, come on. You didn't like the new one? It sucked. It was it was trying to be funny. I will say this, Kano, awesome. Yes. He was hilarious. Sure. Everything else, no, I'm good. I would watch Street Fighter ten times over this past over the new Mortal Kombat movie. Give me the first Mortal Kombat over this one nah okay i mean i thought i thought it was i thought it was entertaining and it was i I, in my opinion it was cool to see characters that weren't in the other ones yeah i'll give it that but uh yeah i mean and and i will say scorpion was pretty cool yeah yeah but other than that you're right because scorpion was like the essence of like what the original mortal Kombat scorpion had versus like the first movie sure yeah you want to do a quick little fmk sure i got two of them for you rapid fire okay go all right. I don't know what these are. Usually, we know what they are before. I don't know what these. These, are. these are gonna be. These are the characters. Sure. Colonel Guile, Chun Li, Cammy. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. Okay, I kill Cammy. I fuck Guile because you know he fucks. <laughs> 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 and I marry, I marry a uh, Joy Luck Club. Ming Nae Wan was in Joy Luck Club. For those of you that don't know, it's a. Old, old movie. Old movie, Yeah. It's so old that my mom saw it in theaters. She aged like fine wine, too, by Mm -hmm. the way. Does it change if I give you the actors versus the characters? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because the actors are basically the characters. Uh, That's good. Um, Last one. Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, old Mortal Kombat. You got to fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go. Oh, the movies. Yeah, the movies. So I think... Oh, man, that's tough. So I think I marry... Street Fighter, I think I fuck New Mortal Kombat. Oh, and I think I kill old Mortal Kombat. You disappoint me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I like Kano is so good. It It's tough to argue that he isn't the best part out of all three movies. No, no, name it. no, no, name no, no. Name it. Best part of all three movies. He's definitely the best part of the Mortal Kombat. Okay, well, name, names, name, 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 name an aspect of any of the three movies. That's Raul better. Julia's performance. Okay, okay, isn't. okay, okay five fair. Okay, sorry. I was thinking. I was sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right you're he right. he goes he goes toe to toe with Van Dam and let me tell you, Van Dam only gets it over Kano just because the speech. Ugh, I don't know. The man. speech I, I think is Kano. so good. It is really good, but like, okay, go ahead. You. What about you? Um, and I mean it not in a sexual way. Mary Street Fighter. Kill the old Mortal Kombat and fuck this new Mortal Kombat. Oh, let's see what you did there. Disrespectful. This is fun. Yeah. (laughs) No, but seriously, if you guys haven't seen uh, Street Fighter at all and you know anything about Street Fighter, you should watch this movie. It is a lot of fun. It is fun. It's really fun. And watch it with the idea that this is going to be silly with a little bit of action. Yes. Just enough. It's very, uh, you know, I'm not going to put it in the same category as like a Space Jam. But I haven't seen the new Space Jam. But according to everybody, they're like, "Oh, it's not as good as the first one." It's like, "Yeah, dude, because the first one came out when you were ten. You are thirty yep. now. Like, yep. yeah, like if this like if, if, if this Street isn't... Fighter movie came out now, I probably wouldn't like it nearly as much. But it has a part, a piece of a piece of my my childhood, right? Yeah. And I think that's all we can ask for for movies like this. So. Sure, that was fun. All right, dude. appreciate it.